Alright, alright, alright. You're here with PA Rut Reports, hunting, fishing, and outdoors. You're here with PA Rut Mike, GI Justin, PA Rut Rob, and myself, PA Rut Brad. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Uh, we are. I've got to cut you off. Jesus. Yes. Off. Yes, we're back. We are back. <laughs> I cut you off. <laughs> dude, you did well, but I got to cut you off. I know I did you well. Got to give homage to the actual theme song. That's like that's like eighty five percent of the reason why people listen to what it is that we put out there is the theme song. Your the mic's entry, too low. The entry music. The entry. Hold it closer to my face. Everybody. Or that. that. There you go. Everybody tells me don't hold it so close to your face. Uh, the entry music. Yeah. Yeah, that's our entry music for G.I. Justin, hailing from episode, who knows, a couple episodes, right? Yeah. Way back in the day. Well, usually I would have said if you were to give me time, I would have touched base on that, but well, you negative. Improperly, you improperly introduced the theme song or the entry song, which is the big hook for the introduction. Okay. So every 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 guest that we have on, we try to have uh, as many guests as possible. Every guest that we have on has their own. That's <laughs> the road. Go ahead. That's the road. Is that the peacock? That's not the peacock, but the peacock's coming. I heard our fans are disappointed because the peacock hasn't happened yet. All right, so that hey, entry music, on. entry moving music on. for every guest. We have. We'll try to have as many guests as possible. We got a couple uh, special guests lined up for the next couple weeks. So uh, keep tuning in. Brad, go ahead. You can start again. Oh, well, I'm sorry. You're here with your report. <laughs> <laughs> what episode uh, number is it? Episode 12. Um, number 12. Anyway, did I even say that we're here with Peter Rob? No. Yes, I did. Okay. I'm just checking you to see if you're paying attention. I don't care. Um, so, anyway, we missed uh, two weeks, I believe. Uh, some stuff didn't work vacation. out. People on vacation, stuff Busy. like that. Um, so, we're glad you're uh, with us today, or tonight. Probably listen to it on the day side or whatever. <laughs> Today, tonight, whenever. tonight, tonight, this tomorrow actually, night, whenever you listen to it. But uh, thanks for tuning in, uh, Pierre Rip Mike. What do you got going on? I got a lot going on, but it's all on the side of my head. No, I was. <laughs> I want to talk about one thing. Um, when we get started, listen. I was watching the news tonight, and I normally don't do that because it just—it's something that just pisses me off. But uh, you don't watch the news. No, I don't watch the news. It, it just makes you mad. But on like one of them, I don't know. It was like after our local news, the, the world news or whatever, some chick gets attacked by a uh, black bear while she's hiking in the woods with her family. And, uh, you know, she got bit in her back, and she got bit in the back of her leg. And the only part of the story that they covered was, A, that she was okay, and B, that the bear was euthanized. Followed by another story of a grizzly bear attacking somebody, and they had to euthanize the grizzly bear. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say this because it, it's like going to the ocean and walking in the water and getting bit by a shark and then killing every shark that you can possibly catch. It's a bunch of BS, man. Like you go where the bear lives. They, from what it looked like of the dead black bear, it looked to be a sow. They didn't say if it was male or female. If it was a sow at this time of the year, she has cubs with her. So you, you know what I mean. It's like it, it's really sad that like. I don't know. Yuppies is kind of what they look like. <laughs> oh, let's go for a hike in the woods and oh the bear attacked me. Now we have to kill all the bears. I find I find I find a humorous correlation in, in regards to what we're talking about to size. Size matters in regards to how much people care. Size. You kill a squirrel, you kill a rat, you kill a chipmunk, you kill a elephant, you kill a deer. 
a oh, lot. Oh, a, a God lion. forbid, God forbid you shoot a lion. But oh, it, no, it, it, size lions. size makes it relative, and I have a good story for that. Um, <laughs> that's what she said. Though. That's what she, yes, yes. That's that's where I'm headed. No, <laughs> not really. But uh, size is completely relative. Uh, myself, I, I hate. I don't. I won't say I hate. Um, I, I have a dislike for bats. So. <laughs> so, so I'm laying in bed one night. Wife's laying in bed beside me. It just got really off topic. I said, no, no, going back, keeping, keeping in, keeping and in, keeping in consideration the relation to the size of the animal and the amount people care about what happens to it. Uh, so I'm laying in bed, middle of the night, dead asleep. Wife smacks me on the back. I will bleep out some of the expletives, screaming. What the beep is that? What the beep? So I'm like, I'm half asleep trying to figure out what's going on, thinking I'm going to turn around. There's like a ghost hovering over our bed or like somebody's breaking into the house. So it turns out it's a bat swooping around our bedroom. So since then, we've had five more bats come into the bedroom. Each time it's equally shitty. Beep. Beep, beep. (laughs) So... The first time I killed, I killed the first bat that came into the house. I killed it. And uh, I was like, hey. people's correlation of what matters based on the size of the animal is ridiculous. It's one of the funniest things I find in regards to that type of a scenario. It's like a deer, a, a, a lion, an elephant, a rhino. Please. Half these people that are whining about this happening, if a mouse ran across the floor of their kitchen, they'd scream and stomp on it be dead it's size it's sheer it's just size and that which is an arrogance an arrogance arrogance. yeah arrogance and uh, a ignorance is a a probably a better than better term than arrogance just because people don't educate themselves at all in relation to what happens surrounding the story all you see is the kill it's the kill or the kill like like what mike said yeah it's it's the media portrays it to be what it is. I saw an interesting picture of it was U.S. soldiers in Somalia, and there was three pictures, and I can't quite remember. I saw it on Facebook. I can't quite remember what it was, but it was like the picture zoomed in, and all it showed was the end of the barrel in the Somalian, and the Somalian was like crying, and then it showed, or it showed just the Somalian, and then it showed a U.S. soldier holding his M16 down and the Somalian uh, crying so it looked like the U.S. soldier was had the gun pointed at this guy, you know. And then it showed the whole picture and it showed, like, the U.S. There's three U.S. soldiers there helping this guy. And it was just the angle of the picture of how it looked. But it was like, and the first one was like, you know, with the three soldiers and the Somalian, it was like, you know, what what people see... And then the one of like it looked like the soldier was had the gun held up against the Somalian. It was like oh, what yeah. what the media sees, you know. So it's all in how it's portrayed too, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's unfortunate, but it's unfortunate too because going back to arrogance and or ignorance related to the subject, um, most people have never been most of the, most people that complain about this kind of stuff have never been outside. Outside, they've been outside. They've been outside their house. They live in a city. They don't know what goes into conservation they don't understand what it is to go outside and have things quiet and be reflective about what's going on around you but yeah it's it's unfortunate but 
a major part of what it is that we have to put up with as a society, unfortunately, right now until somebody comes into office that on, makes a decision to change that kind of stuff. Well, on most of these safari hunts or uh, whatever they're killing in different countries, uh, they're not necessarily eat, taking the meat and using that meat. It is a trophy hunt for them. Uh, but the village that they kill that thing uh, around or the outfitters that um, they kill that kill that animal with uh, distributes all that meat to the surrounding villages and, and, and towns and uh, it does uh, it does go to use it's not just a trophy no it's, it's not just it's, a trophy kill it's it, it's a correlation of Disney in Florida in relation to money that comes into a specific area based on an activity that's happening. Mufasa. People don't understand how much money is generated for those countries, what kind of revenue comes in because of that. Oh, go ahead. Pierre, yeah, I just said Mufasa. Disney. <laughs> Simba. Now, I, I, think, yeah. I think it's funny. It, it's, it's, it's sad. You know what? It, it's really sad because, you know, we had Cecil the lion, and it was a giant uproar because, you know, they, they always say what, the, the loudest wheel gets the most attention, or whatever. Squeaky wheel, gets the most grease. Oh yeah. But, uh, and and now that's like a dead topic. But oh, it goes fast. One of my favorite things to do in hunting season is when I have my four wheeler hooked up to my trailer after I've harvested an animal, is to have it strapped to the back of my four wheeler behind my jeep, so everybody behind me can see it, and then I can watch in my side mirrors or my rear view mirrors see their reactions. But I have no. Sh- I mean, listen, you know, I'm I'm harvest the animal i'm proud of that i'm gonna take it home i'm gonna get it butchered i'm gonna eat it you know just life's good life is good when it reharvest the animal life is good oh speaking of life is good harvested animals uh, brother roy gave us those packs of turtle meat oh yeah oh, oh man. man yeah how did, oh, you, how did you do yours oh, I, I i i cooked mine on the grill i made a video of it and put it on the yeah it was sideways board. I know. My neck got tired. Well, you know, you got to look at things in a different perspective. <laughs> I like that. The perspective, like of, that. the perspective of people not being able to figure different out how to edit. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, that or just came from my cell phone, and I don't know how to use my cell phone, apparently. But so, uh, at any rate, Biscuit I, Jess prepared ours. I cooked it on the grill. I did. Uh, uh, I just tried to do uh, Cajun seasoning on the one, but it got too dried out. So uh, did barbecue on both. It was It was pretty awesome. Grilled turtle, grilled barbecue turtle, pretty good. We did uh, just some butter and some garlic and some pepper. I'll tell you what, it was... On a sauté pan? In a sauté pan. Yeah. Had consi- it reminded me of clams. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a little soft, it's a little soft, it's moist. Um, I did the uh, pulled, pulled turtle avenue, I pulled it all apart, put on nice. a skillet, um, fried it up with um, vegetable oil and used teriyaki sauce on it. It was it was delicious. It reminded me of frog legs. Did you ever have frog legs? Yeah. The taste of them? Yeah, yeah pretty close. Just, when you got a thick, yeah. You're looking at me. There was this joke in my head about how you eat a frog. <laughs> I knew you were and, trying to go like, on something, but I was like, what's he trying to do here? <laughs> There's a joke about it's how you eat frog, frog legs. Like I'm, trying to, I'm running through my mind, like, how, how can you figure something out? It's just, I don't know. But, uh. So, anyway, on to other things, other yeah, news. Well, I'll, hit, I'll hit on this while we're, we're talking about... Um, Edibles, of shooting shooting things and eating what you kill and the the value of that, uh, the, the 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 very basic and oftentimes overlooked value of just having meat in your freezer that you don't have to go to the grocery store and pay for and not know what you're getting. Uh, within the next week or 
three, I guess you could say. We'll have a guest uh, on here from a hopefully soon-to-be nationally syndicated television show called Game On. Gentleman that cooks, uh, preps, uh, anything that is taken from the field and only things that are taken from the field. Foraging, um, deer, bear. I mean, anything you can duck, shoot, goose, shoot and eat. Squirrel. He cooks it, Possum. so we'll have Groundhog. him on. We'll have him on talking about his favorites. Coyote. No. Porcupine. Porcupine. I wonder if anybody Porcup- eats coyote. Porcupine meatballs. Does anybody eat coyote? No, you can't eat coyote. I've right never now. heard. I'm, I'm sure you can. I'm sure. I'm sure you, you probably can. can. It's not like it's poison. You don't eat coyote, like right? I wouldn't think so. I mean, it'd be like Anyways, yeah. Called, when the next podcast. You don't eat anything. But I'm not preparing coyote. Anything? Eating, hold on, you'll eat anything? Well, let's let's get on. Let's <laughs> no, get no, on no, 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 hold on, hold on. Let's get on talk. I feel a challenge coming out here. The oh, he has like he has like three challenges. He has three challenges on his belt already that he has to. He, like, he can keep loading. It was on like himself. my friend request, the PA rut, PA rut rat. It was pending for for weeks. <laughs> oh, oh, I I had to make sure you were legit, oh, man. Here we go. <laughs> It's a lot of people trying Every, to friend me, I dude, guess. Dude, he, he will send me texts. He'll text me and be like, yo, what do you think of this dude? Do you know him? Is he a spy? Is he for this other place? And I'm like, he's asked me that like two or three times. when people. One like, time. One time I ask you. One is time. He, and it's like, is nah, he a he's spy? a good dude, man. And you know what? Hold on. Before we go any further, we just I, I saw on somebody's Facebook page that they have their own little special page now that uh, they have it listed on there that we have our first pro staffer. Correct. Oh, I see that works at PA Rut Report Pro Staffer. Yes, archery, yes. archery like technician. Archery technician. Now, I, like, I, I won't go to the whole like. I didn't even get the link for the whole YouTube thing. Like, I'm a little, still hurt about. That. I'm a little butt hurt. We'll, we'll get but you that. I know, Don't but worry. Like, I think you have it. No, I didn't know I had it first. No, first. you have it. it well, it's not worth talking about. <laughs> we'll get yeah. to. <laughs> we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that outside of this. Yeah. I'm, anyway, I'm on the PA Rut Mike is sore about it, so I'm we'll on leave the outside that. looking in. But anyway, so Brad, you uh. He caught a shark. Yes. Just We're one? There. Um, we had many going hookups. You, but you only landed one. Yeah. So you only you can only count one. So all those jokes about me with fishing and one fish, so we're kind of even right now then, right? Straight. Uh, straight. Technically. Te- technically, that's technically. All, that's all I needed to know. Thank you. <laughs> technically. Okay. Well. So, so uh, I mean, I got down there for one week. Um, the problem was this year. We usually land a few more, you know, in between two and five footers. Um, <clears throat> but the police rolled up on us the first morning we were down there. I mean, we got in on Saturday, got our gear ready, went down Sunday morning. I wasn't fishing for 15 minutes. Here comes a side-by-side police vehicle. I'm like, all right, here they go. So the guy came up, said some things. Um Asked me what I was doing. Basically, just testing my common sense, I would say. Uh, are you smart enough to be fishing here with these people on the beach? I mean, he had to see our rigs and know what we were doing. Um, did, hold on. before you, Did you pay for a fishing there. license? Let's not get into that. Because I'm, posi- <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not positive. Here we are. I'm not, I'm not positive. I'm not positive that I had to get one. 
Is it legal to fish though on the shore? Yes, in South Carolina. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's legal. Well, then why did Maybe. you? He sounds like. Is it the same cop that you ran well, into with the bear? No. Who, who thought that a forty <laughs> caliber roving. wasn't big enough? He's to roving from Pennsylvania. To- if you if you research in South Carolina, we've always been able to fish from the surf for nothing. Okay. Um, but if you research it online, it says a multitude of things. However, we've been stopped by police uh, many times for fishing on the beach. Not one of them if that's for our license or if we bought a license. Um, and I think that's because there's a little bit of a gray area there with surf fishing in South Carolina. Yeah, um, it depends on what you're fishing for. That and depends what you're using to fish with. with um, like like a, if you were using a shotgun, probably be illegal, but you can use a fishing rod. Is that what you mean, or are you talking about bait? Well, just different stuff like throwing cast nets, putting traps out, uh, pods out, I guess they call them. Uh, but stuff like that, you know, it's just it's it's all technical stuff. But, uh, yeah, surf fishing you can do, from what I understand, check this out on your own, but you can fish from the shore. Yeah, if anybody, if anybody knows, feel free to let us know. Yeah. Uh, but at any rate, so we'll, we'll be sure to remove the shark video. The cops rolled up to, on us the first morning we were fishing and was basically testing us to make sure we weren't being idiots out there. Um, he asked me to move my rods closer to the water. Um, I told him that the tide was coming in, so I'd have to move them right back anyway. Uh, he understood that. Thank God, because that would have been a that would have been a that would have been a tr- that, that would have been that, a forty caliber. That would have been troublesome to get over if he would have told me no, it's not. You know, no, it's not coming in. Uh, so anyway, so we we uh, got over that issue, and he started asking me a bunch of other questions, and I said, you know what? I put my hand out. I told him my name. I told him where I was from. I said, I'm down here every year doing this. Uh, we know that when people start frequenting the beach, to kind of pull back. Uh, we're not here to piss anybody off. We're just here to fish, have a good time. And, uh, he said, well, I appreciate it if you wouldn't fish whenever the beach was busy. And I said, we're not going to do that. And I said, uh, he said, okay. And I said, okay, well, I'll be down here every morning if you want to come chat again. Did he come back? Yeah. Twice. Just did chat. did you get his name? Chuck. That's it. Chuck. I wasn't asking first name, dude. I was saying like, did you get like officer or something? Nah, not Chuck. just Chuck. 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 When I introduced myself, you know, Officer Chuck. Was and, he, uh, so he was a pretty cool dude. Yeah, I mean, he was he was decent. I think that all those guys down there are uh, retired PD uh, that probably are part time patrolling the beach. Are they like mall cops on the? So beach? they're no. Do they have segways? No. I bet you these guys are legit. I bet you these guys are legit. Segways. Um, but you know, they're cool. They were cool. As long as you're cool with cops, hey. This all goes back to everything that's going on in the in the U.S. of A. right now. As long as you're cool with cops, they're going to be cool back to you. Obey them. Honestly, do exactly as they tell you to do, and you have less problems than what you would if you do not do that. And it's holding to a whole different subject, but have <laughs> respect. I ain't touching that one, Have dude. respect for the Obey. police. I'm not touching that one. Have respect for the police and talk to them like they're your peer. Obey. And bottom line is obey the law. And do what they ask you to do, and you're going to have no problems. That's exactly what I did with that police officer. I did exactly what he asked me to do. I answered every question he had me to ask me. He was cool as can be, and he came back and talked to me twice from there on out. Um, it, was a, it was a good trip, but we couldn't fish during the day. So getting back on subject uh, with the fishing, shark fishing, we couldn't fish during the day. We usually land a lot more sharks. 
Uh, we had a lot of, uh, of uh, hits in the morning uh, where they took our took our bait and uh, no hook or they ran with it for a while and we didn't get hooked up or we did get hooked up and something broke. Um, I mean, these are very powerful uh, fish. The sharks, uh, they're, they're incredibly strong, incredibly strong. Um, we did manage to land one. Um, it was awesome. It was only about a four-footer, I'd say. But uh, what's that? I can't hear your mic. Wasn't a great white. There what kind go. of shark? Oh, it's a great Mako. white. Mako. Great white. Hammerhead. Great white. Yeah, for it sure. was a sandbar shark. Sandbar yeah, shark. Sandbar shark. Um, so we did do that. It was awesome. Uh, we got out on video. Uh, we had a lot of other hookups that weren't on video. Um, ended up, uh, unfortunately, losing my GoPro, uh, which I had a. I had a heck of a fight on there with a the shark. I got it. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we have a YouTube channel now. Yeah, I got it within 20 yards of the beach. Hold on, we, have a we have a YouTube channel now where we're going to circulate videos. One of the videos, our, our only video on there right now is what we're talking about, and that's the shark being caught by P.A. Rep. Brad. Yeah, that is on YouTube. Uh, if you research P.A. Rep. Report on YouTube, it should come up. Yes, research P.A. Rep. Report on YouTube. Or search. Research. Whatever, man. Whatever, dude. Anyway, so we got that on video. Um, it was a great trip. We cooked up with a lot of sharks. Uh, we learned a lot every single time. doesn't matter if I go fishing or hunting. I learn something new every single year. And uh, we only go down there for about a week to do this every year. And uh, we usually have success doing it. Um, check out our video if you have any questions um, on how we do things or what equipment we use. Uh, you can post them there or email us. Uh, if you have any tips for me, I mean, these guys don't do it, I don't do it. Hopefully, they do someday uh, with me. But uh, if you have any tips for me, let me know on that uh, YouTube channel or uh, email me, please. Tips. 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 Tricks. Tricks. Something like Fundamentals. that. Fundamentals. You want to give a shout out to Officer Chuck? Officer Chuck. Officer Chuck, <laughs> Myrtle Beach, Garden Obey. City, South Carolina. Thank Obey. you for being cool. Obey. Rock Obey. On. Officer Chuck. Uh, anyways. Um, Obey the police. To, to continue on to continue on with the uh, fishing fishing theme, um, we're all pretty much well. Most of us are avid fishermen. Um, if you look at our page recently, we're gonna try to start doing uh, what we'll call come hang out type events. Like we went come hang with Pierre. Come, out, come hang come hang out and just do something fun. We do a lot of wet wading. River fishing, lake fishing. <laughs> Did you hear that? It's bringing them in. Call them in. Call them in. We're going to have a big spotting get-together. That's get what together. I mean. That's what I mean. We, we, big spotting get-together. Boat fish, river we'll, fish. We'll meet up mountains. Spot, 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 big spotting get-together. Um, but anyways. 100 we'll have, cars spot. If, if you check the page, we'll try to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's light this world up. <laughs> we'll try that. Yeah, you really... You you really want to you want you really want to get that ban on spotting? We'll get that ban on spotting real quick in Pennsylvania. But anyway, no, check out, we check out the page, and we'll, we'll have we'll have events um, that we do on our own. That there are certain things that we do regularly. That if they're not necessarily events, us, they're just kind of get-togethers. Uh, if you guys want to come out, hang out, do some fishing at a site, uh, bring your equipment, bring your you know if you want to grill out, whatever you're going to do. It's kind of like a just a huge group get together. Uh, hopefully a huge uh, group get together on a river or on a lake or uh, wherever we're going. So uh, give be a cool. shout out. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. 
give a shout out to uh, and pay attention to uh, Scared Fishless and the uh, kayak tournaments that they started getting into that they do on some of the smaller lakes in our area. Yes. Scared Fishless. Scared Fishless. But, uh, Got a couple of bass with some. I didn't use any of that stuff down at the ocean. It's your bad. It's your bad. That's your bad, dude. My favorite. My favorite picture from Scared Fishless is of a musky, musky lure, twin tail, Did rubber musky lure, on his on his arm. If you get a chance, go to Scared Fishless on Facebook to search him. From the tip of his middle finger, probably to almost his elbow. Oh, yeah, a big plastic twin tail. It's a monster grub. Monster grub. So something you can throw in the like down towards Newton Hamilton area. Yeah, yeah. You probably wouldn't catch anything, but listen, you want to fish that like be fun to throw in Glendale. Yeah, yeah you, you definitely Yellow Creek would be a good place for that too. You know, where it'd be fun for that. Take that up to like Lake Champlain or Thousand Islands. Yeah, where there's a ton of pike and yep. all just yep. you you crush them. But I heard uh, I heard that you and uh, GI Justin. I'm going to hand him the mic here in a second. <laughs> went uh, yeah, went I mean, on this little yeah. excursion. And I, heard heard I, I, I heard somebody. Oh, they showed they're, up together. Yeah, they're they? riding together. Now. I know what's up with that, dude. Like, I don't know. Listen, nobody <laughs> thought, Listen, I am completely out of the loop. I don't even get it. Hey, do you want to meet up and ride with us? No, they needed some alone time. I went on vacation. Well, uh, Mike shows up in a car. I didn't know what was going on. I thought some chick was showing up. I showed up my wife's car. <laughs> yeah, I know that's that. whisker like biscuit Jess's car. car. It looked like a chick car. Oh yeah, yeah. So he pulls up, jumps out. I'm like, oh, it's Mike. <laughs> so then, what's going on here? I see one car pulling in, one truck pulling in, and it's uh, G.I. Justin Five. and Pierre at Rob. And I'm like, they get what out of the is car going giggling. on here? I go on vacation, I come back, and everybody's just showing up in different stuff. We don't even know what's going on anymore. Well, they showed up together. Well, I mean, well, I didn't know nothing about that. <laughs> Listen, next thing, you, next thing you know, next thing you know, he'll be driving to the airport. <laughs> 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 All I gotta say, it's legal in PA. But, uh, but I do have to say, I, I know, I know, GI Justin. I, I, I promised him, and, I, and I've let him down. And I put that on that's out there in the world now. He bought a bait caster, um, and I know most. He of you took guys, it back. He took it back. He I, he did take he it, it back. back. Oh, I promised him I was going to take him out. And the day that I was supposed to, oh, he, he wants to talk about that that rubber roofing he has for me. But the day that he was supposed to meet me to go bass fishing, I'm sitting in Melnick's parking lot for like an hour and forty five minutes. Nobody shows up. I call him. I text him. I call him. I text him. So I start driving home, right? Then I get a text. Oh, I overslept. So you know what? I'm glad you took your bait caster back because I didn't have time to show you. But I heard you got a boo-boo, man. So we need to talk about this. This is like I need getting, to know about getting, this. Getting back to uh, fishing and, and us going out and doing stuff and posting it up on the Facebook page. We did post up. It was like two hours before we went out, but we fished below the Racetown Dam um, in Huntington, Pennsylvania. And we went and parked at a spot called Corbin's Island. Um, parked the vehicle probably um, a mile or so down the road and waited for about three hours. Cut a lot of a lot of smallmouth. Um, Gee, yeah, Justin wounded himself. I did. I was uh, in the water five minutes. Oh. <laughs> five minutes? <laughs> Probably not even five minutes. No, not even that. Yeah. Has it rained in a week? <laughs> P.A. Rutt Rob says, you fell already? And I heard the guy laugh and echo it. <laughs> Has it rained in a week? He was probably only two inches deep. <laughs> yeah, there's this... There's this uh, there's not this on husband, familiar territory yeah. for me. <laughs> this husband and wife and kid getting in where we got in. His little boat launch. Getting in with a uh, kayak and he falls over. I turn around and said, already... 
And the dude putting a kayak in started busting out laughing. He's ha 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 already. <laughs> already. He said already. No, no, my no, my phone's in Canoe Creek somewhere. I don't I don't know where. I can't believe you got somewhere. Well, let's not even get into the new number. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't no, think I didn't think that was possible. I thought that that's like a social security number almost. No, Your I, phone number. No, no, no. I've had mine since I was able to have a cell phone. I'm never gonna switch. Never gonna mine. change it up. Man. People got to be able to get a hold of you. What no. if somebody? Had, what if somebody? Had, God forbid. What if somebody had to actually remember your number? It's got to be the same. It's just three two nine P or up, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eight six seven five three zero nine. Three nine. <laughs> we got a minute. We got a minute before our uh, mid mid session. No, right? we hammered smallies. We, we hammered. Well. We hammered. We hammered them. We hammered them. How many pieces? We we probably stopped counting. Just at give me a count at twenty. 20 plus both, maybe. 20 plus both? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did well. We did well. We're talking about fingerlings? What are we doing? No, I'm mixed. No, this sure. is, it's funny. I, I didn't, I didn't have, uh, I didn't have any, uh, scared fishless on at the time. And, oh, all I had was tubes. I didn't have any shad. And. From scared fishless? Yeah. Rob, Rob's like, here, swear to you, how about first cast, bam, yep. on the drop. Smaller on. First cast. 13, 14 or smaller. Fun. Yep. Jeez, Standard jig head. Yeah. Standard jig head. No. Eight. Yep. Just. That was the. No color. No color. Oh. It was. Uh, we caught a lot of them on. Um, it was. It was. Uh, purple. Yeah. What was it? It's purple. It's, I forget what the. I forget what it's called. But it looks so much brown when it comes up to the top. That's the one. Is that the one? Yeah. That's a river. That's definitely a river color. No, we definitely uh, river color. Does it, don't they change colors as they? Hit the bottom, comes to the top. Yeah, that's whiskey sour candy. I wish I would have had whiskey them when I was whiskey sour candy. I wish I'd have had those actually two weeks ago when I fished the auk. I didn't do too well on the auk. Yeah. I didn't have. T- I had tubes. You gave me tubes. I, I didn't have shad. The auk's the auk's a much different kind of river yeah. to fish than what we were fishing. It's a it's a fickle beast. Fickle beast. Right. All right. Well, I gotta cut. I gotta cut us off. We're gonna uh, we're gonna fade fade to black here. Uh, we'll be back. Session one, episode twelve. Should I? You go ahead. You're thank somebody. Oh, thanks everybody. <laughs> thank you. Everybody. Start the music. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are out for the first half of Piero Report: Hunting, Fishing, and Outdoors, Episode Twelve of the podcast. We'll be back. Reba. Hopefully, GI Justin stays because we have to talk about him and Rob's relationship. It's open. Food or rent, to say the least, we were hard pressed. Then Mama spent every last penny we had to buy me a dancing dress. Well, Mama watched him comb and curl my hair, and she painted my eyes and lived. Then I stepped into a satin dancing dress. Alright, alright, alright. We are back. PA Rep Report. PA Rep Mike. GI Justin. Sup. PA Rep Rob. Yeah. And PA Rep Brad. Brad. We are back. Uh, thanks for uh, tuning in. First half, uh, 
back to the second half of episode 12. Uh, I want to start off so you guys don't key out in the end of our episode. Key out. Key out, like X out and uh, not listen to this. This is Piero Rob keying (laughs) out. I want to give thanks to our sponsor. Key out. Hunga-munga.com. Hunga-munga. The Broadhead of the Future. Broadhead Company, Broadhead of the Future. Did you ever saw? Did you ever see Back to the Future? Did you ever see Back to the Future 3? You see that scene where Biff, when he's shooting his shooting his bow, Can't stand you know he's shooting, you know he's shooting, hunga munga broadhead. Is he hung shooting hunga munga? Yeah, in the year twenty twenty five. Twenty twenty five. Broadhead of the future. So anyway, we have to give a shout out to them. Uh, Scared fishes. Thank you, Mike. Scared fishes. Another, another partner company of ours that we're. Uh, I've yet with. to fish with their stuff because it doesn't work in the ocean. You have yet to fish in general. Well, 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 he was shark fishing, so that trumps a lot. I think that my one fish His, his one trumps. fish. After all those comments about me with one fish. Life so far. Trump some. But uh, before, we, before we get too far, now listen, we've got to throw this out there. In the upcoming next few weeks, we're going to have some video on our YouTube channel of some testing of the Broadheads. Product test. Product test of Hungamunga Broadheads. Here, here, here. And Big and Jay. And Big and Jay. We talked about this. We talked about this. Works. We talked about this a couple podcasts ago. But we'll have a, a dedicated session during our podcast series at a specific time. What do you say about the peacock? Cold. Forget about it. Cold. Peacock. <laughs> I'm serious. Cold. Cold. The no, no. Here. Hey, we're talking about branding certain parts of what it is that we're doing. It'll be called rut rated. It'll be a two minute session where rut we'll rated. have rut rated. This, rut your product rated. is not rut rated. I like it. I like rated. it. That's so, very yeah. we'll brand new. Rated. There's we'll no email rut, given on this. We'll have a rut-rated session where in the next podcast, hopefully by the time we have the next podcast, we'll have the video footage. We'll have the live field test of pictures. Video. I have video, too. Thank you. You put the shark back I'll in the water. Video too. We're talking about we're talking about the next podcast and what we're going to use. We're, we're going to have a here. Here it is. The next podcast. Hopefully, we have a rut rated session for Hungamonga Broadheads. Okay, Hungamonga Broadheads is so the good. is the Broadhead of the future. What we're going to do is we're going to have a live field test of what these Broadheads do to actual deer. I just thought about a shirt <coughs> for rut rated. It's epic. Okay. It's epic. What is it for women? <laughs> We're missing it. Perfect. Nice, nice, perfect, nice, perfect. I like it. Rut rated, rut rated, rut, rut rated. approved. <laughs> you gonna you gonna put like an inch score on the back? Well, I mean, it has to do with rut racks. rated, rut rated. That hey, rack, listen, listen, that listen. rack's got to be a one fifty. Hey, this this is telling you. This is this, we might have to copyright this because that 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 has. A lot of possibilities. Speaking on the marketing end, that has a lot of possibilities. <laughs> I can't believe I let that out. Thanks, Brad. Trademark. But, uh, yeah, we're going to actually be... Uh, Trademark. Trademark. We, we are going to be working with a deer farmer here in central yeah. Pennsylvania harvesting a doe with the uh, Hungamunga Broadhead. And, uh, you know, you can shoot it into 55-gallon drum. You can shoot it into drywall. You can do Rut all those rated. fun things. But shoot a deer and let me know what it does. Rut rated. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. On Rut video. Rated. On video. Out of season. <laughs> It's on a deer farm. I know. It's legal. It's crazy. It's crazy. Crazy. Crazy that it's legal. You know I what? Don't I don't care if I don't. And you know, you're gonna have people who are gonna be like, "Oh, well, it's a deer in a pen." Look, a deer in. It's a not pen about the beer in the pen. It's about the product review. The beer in the ten. It's the not be- about the beer in the ten. <laughs> Listen, it's about that's the product what I review. Too. <laughs> well, you know what I'm talking about, but, anyway. Yeah. I so mean, I'm still. I, I want to back up a couple. A couple of seconds. Hold on, ago. Mike's. Let Mike finish. 
Okay, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, like, then we can we can do a little video footage of make everybody jealous because yeah. we'll be eating some fresh venison. And they'll there be, go. oh, I got 40 more days. 52. Sucks to be you. I like it. 52 days. If you check out PRRReport.com, you'll find that it's 52 days. About time. Thanks to G.I. Justin. He's About the one that kicked page. that all off with the timer. Uh, I, I will give that to him. P.R. Rob kicked it off first. I kicked it off first. Oh, they rode together though, so there's a yeah, we're we're listen. We were mind, well, yeah, we were going to get back. We were going to get back to GI Justin and I's That's, relationship. Yes. So, um, I tell the wife the it's other monogamous. Day, yeah, it is. It's open. Very. It's open. I tell I tell the wife I tell the wife when we went fishing. I was like, hey, I'm going to fish with GI Justin. She goes, oh, she goes, is that your new boyfriend? She's like, I want to meet him, make sure he's legit. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, he is. He's he he's my new. Too legit. Guy, Jeez, Louise. Jeez. We have yeah, a bro- it, It's a pretty serious bromance. It is bromance. I can definitely tell the way, <laughs> especially by the way you guys are both holding the mics. It's unbelievable. Like there's like there's sexual stuff there. Yes, uh, sexual tension on the mic. I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure. Can, what's you, going pe- on. can you feel it? I don't know what to say. Man. If you're speechless, that you know, never happen. We're getting way too. We're getting. Way too off topic. Don't I mean? I, I met him too. He, man, so archery season. <laughs> he ain't riding in my truck. I ain't taking him to your damn airport. <laughs> you know what I like? You know what I like about you, Justin? Everything. Other than that, <laughs> <laughs> he ain't he ain't busy all the time. Uh-uh. G.I. Justin, ninety five percent of the time, he roll the dice. He's f-ing in. Oh. Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> wow, that was the first one in twelve Damn. episodes. That is thirteen, or I'm sorry, eleven and a half episodes. Better than blowing a dice. Maybe this new, <laughs> right. this new studio right. is not good. We're we're we're, we're, we're deviating oh, way off topic no, talking no, about yeah no 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 connotation correlation. Here you go. Um, one thing we wanted to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> We'll go. We can edit. We'll go back through and edit that out. Yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> one thing that we had talked about talking about that we should talk about is um, part of what our new pro staffer is uh, an expert on and can yeah, enlighten everybody about is the military <laughs> evacuations. Yeah, no. Uh, <sighs> partially. Archery. Archery. Combat. He's, G.I. Justin, oh, G.I. Justin archery. is our now our resident archery expert. So if you have any questions, uh, I got a Facebook page now. It's yeah. like official. Find, find G.I. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't figured it out yet, also every every one of us has a uh, a sub page of our main page. We're all characters. It's our alter ego. P.A. Rot Brad, P.A. Rot Rob, P.A. Rot Mike, and G.I. Justin are all uh, Facebook pages. Characters. Characters. Follow us on there. But anyways, we wanted to talk a little bit about um, preseason archery preparation, things that we're planning on doing uh, from a shared information standpoint and what we're going to put out there via blog article, via YouTube, via Facebook page, a little bit of everything. So I just put out a video. Well, I didn't put it out yet. You didn't put it out I yet. I recorded it. I just <laughs> that's, a classic, that's a First classic one. reaction. Let's put it First one. Not first one, but first one of us to do some product testing. Somebody put a leash on him. Big and Jays. Big and Jays. We talked about Big and Jays. 
We talked about Big and Jays at the Field and Stream event. Yes, Big and Jays is a uh, intriguing product. I put it out. That stuff will burn your hands. <laughs> it's going, no, going. I'm just kidding. It won't burn your hands. But uh, the reaction from the water to that mineral and shaking it up in the bag it is it's actually unreal how hot it gets. It really is. You have to experience it to... You won't think you think it's going to get warm. It gets hot. It's unreal. At any rate, so getting I, back, I getting back to uh, <coughs> getting back to video. what we were going to talk about. What are you going to talk about? GI Justin and his pro staffing and archery oh, preparation. What? How do I get off topic? I don't know. You, you're usually the one that stays on. So. I know. I'm <laughs> off nice straight. Sorry. So archery Sorry, preparation. Jay. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna leave it up to. We'll say we have a resident expert in GI Justin, but Pierre Rep Mike is equally as savvy when it comes to setup, prep, shooting. What it is you should be doing this time of year? I would trust GI Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I actually gave him my bet tonight. I only trust GI Justin. I gave without him my bet tonight. Without, without, without the case, that is trustworthy. It is. Oh, oh geez, Louise. Jeez Louise. Right. Come on, the guy's going to get you a Walmart bow. <laughs> hey, no. Pierre Rep Mike, epic podcast two, uh, the, the Walmart challenge. Pierre Rep Mike, will, Pierre Rep Mike will harvest a animal with a $125 bow from Walmart and anything else you can buy there. I because think we should buy the bow. I think we <coughs> should, you know, if he can do it, we should be able to pick the bow. Crowdfund. We can crowdfund the bow. Yeah, everything legal. We're legal beagles around here. Except you're shark fishing. Ooh, ka-chang. Uh. But anyway, listen, I know everybody wants to, Brad, I understand, you know, that G.I. Justin's the expert, and I just, I don't really know anything about archery, and it's okay. Hurt feelings and all, but uh, G.I. Justin the other day wanted to, he, we were going to shoot, because um, I had just gotten my new bow put together, and, uh, be hurt. you know, he had to go. The only thing that kind of bothered me about that, Justin, was, you know, I, I said, look, I got my bow. I had 30 shots on it. You know, I'm drilling the target and all this stuff. And we were texting back and forth. And he's talking about, well, let me put this sight on and I'll get ready for you. I'm like, look, man, you got to change your sight. Whoa, whoa. I'm just saying. That's okay. You can't talk that, about the mic. That, yeah, you need the mic. So right now. I, Right now, I have the power. G.I. Justin is mad. He's mad. He's 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 crushing the pen. Um, so anyway, but uh, no, you know I'm I'm a bear guy. We know that. And, um, that's I, I won't say what I do for bear archery, but I'm hooked up. Can you get on with your conversation? But no, I'm just saying that you. I'm I'm a little hurt. I'm a little butt hurt right now because you're talking about G.I. Justin. How you you know it's all good though because you know what. Someday you'll come back to me, Brad. Someday Sorry. you'll come back. He has a bow press Someday. <laughs> at the archery shop that he works at. I don't He's going to be able to replace my, my string and cables and do everything right. So anyway, <sighs> Rob's still shooting like a 1912 bow. Uh-oh. I'm shooting a 1997 Martin Jaguar. No, you got that after 97. No, I didn't. Yes, you did no, because you got it after my... Martin Jaguar. Your Martin Jaguar came in 1999. Whoa. I went, your, I went with your girlfriend to pick it out. Let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to give our residents. This is how long we've been friends. A very long time. <laughs> so, yeah, archery. 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 
Preseason archery preparation, uh, there's a lot of things that um, people, oh, I think a lot of people pay attention to, but a lot of people that are outside of the sport um, may not know about. And people that are fresh into it should think about if you're picking up a bow that's 15 years old, if you're buying a new bow off the shelf, uh, there's things that you should be doing right now, regardless of how you got into it. Um, and we have uh, some viable voices to explain what it is that you should be doing. So we'll let uh, the resident expert wrap from here. G.I. Justin. Well, I mean, as far as prep goes, um, to me it all starts with your initial setup. I mean, a lot of guys will use the same bow for a 3D, and then they'll switch it back. to. I keep my bow the same. Uh, I'm not too much of a target shooter. I mean, I will go to 3D shoots to pass the time. But I'm a, I'm a hunter first, so I keep it that way. But as far as an initial setup, uh, I don't want to say one of these steps are more important than the other because they all go in with one another. But you got to find your right draw length first. And that's, that's, I mean, you can go to a bow shop, uh, bow shop I work out. We have a draw bow. You can draw it back and it gets you pretty close. You can also take a tape measure and measure your wingspan from fingertip to fingertip. You probably need someone to do that to help you out. And you just take that number, whatever it may be. Uh, mine is 68.75. Divide that by 2.5 and that will get your draw length, which mine's 27.5 inches. Um, and then the, the next couple steps, they all... They all kind of uh, coincide with one another. You're going to want to install your rest, get a knocking point and center shot. Um, but first you'll, you'll put the rest on, and you'll line that rest up. When you, You'll see uh, on, the, uh, on the rest itself, there's a slot on it that can fit up to two bolts in it. And you'll line those up with the burger holes. And what the burger holes are is they're on the shelf above the bow. On if you're right-handed, it'll be on the... It'll be on the right-handed side, and the shelf will come out to the left. Me, I shoot a drop away, so I always move my rest to the last burger hole, and then I'll go from there. But basically, you'll want, even though it comes out, it'll come out level with the, the burger holes, and that's where you'll tighten it down at. That might not necessarily be absolutely perfect where it needs to be, but at least get you to where you can knock your arrow. And then from there, you'll go... Uh, You'll go back to your knocking point, and what you want to do is take a bow square, and you'll you'll take the bow square. And a lot of guys will keep it. I don't, but a lot of guys will keep it up a sixteenth of an inch. The bow square up a sixteenth of an inch. I don't do that. Some guys do do that. But and then on the bow square, there'll be a mark where you find your knocking point. Um, Put right up to your face. What what I do, <laughs> what I do from there <laughs> is. <laughs> I'm still thinking about the burger holes. <laughs> There's burger, burger holes hole. there. Did you know they were called burger holes? Burger hole. I did, I did not. Know did that. you not know that? Um, but when you'll with the bow square, you'll find where you need to knock at. I take a, uh, some people use a sharpie. Some people use uh, marker pens. I use whiteout, old school whiteout. I put a spot on the string with whiteout. Take the bow square off, and then I'll actually knock an actual arrow. They, they do make tuning arrows. I prefer to have a regular arrow, mine cut to 28 inches, uh, to set up a bow. That's what I prefer. Some bow shops don't do that. Basically, you get to the same point anyhow um, with that. So you'll knock the arrow. Um, from there, 
Uh, I tie the shooting loop on then because if you tie the shooting loop on then, it doesn't have a chance to move up and down. So then I'll take that same uh, highlighter or same uh, whiteout, mark the top of the knot, mark the bottom of the knot, tie my shooting loop on, and my knock point's set and good to go. Then you'll, uh, then you'll center shoot the bow. Center shooting the bow is you'll want the rest perfectly lined up with the uh, string. And uh, when you do that, that allows for it to kick left and right, up and down. Uh, obviously, you don't want to tear either way. We get into that later, though. Um, most bow companies, um, Hoyt's, every, basically every bow company runs everywhere from three-quarters of an inch to about 13 sixteenths of an inch off the end of the shelf. Um, that's to center of the arrow. I I work with Hoyt's. Hoyt's are pretty darn close to three-quarters of an inch dead center plumb. Um, I have an Elite. Uh, my Elite runs about 13 sixteenths. My Prime, it runs about in between those two, actually. Um, but then once you, uh, once you get that center shot and one quick easy way to center shoot it yourself by eye is to put the uh put the cam down up against your leg that gives you a nice even heady, uh steady place to hold the bow and you just look down and with the with the cam you'll square the arrow or you'll square the string off the cam slowly come up look down your arrow and you'll see at the end of the arrow that's why I use a longer arrow whether it's kicked left or right. You want it to be dead center at the end of your arrow. That might not be perfect because sometimes, I mean, I use a, I use a laser um, that hooks onto the string itself and it bolts into the burger hole so you can, or the, excuse me, where the sights go. That gets you perfect. But at least if you don't have those, all this stuff you can do at home. You don't need a press to do any of this. You don't need none of this. Uh, so at least that gets you to the range and gets you shooting, gets you close to where you need to be. Um, other than that, uh, install your peep sight. You will need a bow press for that. You have to go to a local bow shop to do that, um, and whether you want to shoot a kisser or not. But other than that, those four simple steps will get you in the backyard to the range, wherever you need to go, and, and get you shooting down range. Then from there, you'll make your fine-tune adjustments. Uh, we'll get into that a little later, and I think we'll have a YouTube segment on that as well. And you get an actual eyes on uh, to to what I'm doing, and I, I figure that's probably easier way to learn than to listen to me ramble on. But you're absolutely hell on our media guy with your mics. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 a, I'm a talk with my hands kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, Bro, whenever you talk it with your good. microphone hand, leave it stay <laughs> right. Oh, on I, your I need face. a I need a sweet microphone stand you got there. Well, that's, I like this. That one. looks professional. Push it. I can push it and pull it. It's nice. <laughs> very, very nice. Push it. Pull it. Any rate, it's like a salt and pepper song. So, if you have, you any have anything to add to that, Mike? Mike. PA rep. Mike. Mike. The other resident. Resident Bell. The only thing I would add to that is uh, when you put your sight on, um, don't try to go back to 20 yards and start shooting right away. Uh, one of the biggest things is, is start at five yards max. Um, make sure you can hit the target so you're not losing arrows. If you're just shooting at a bag in the backyard and you don't have anything to backstop past that, if you're not at a bow shop, uh, 
when I put my side on, uh, if I put a new, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. To, to break in if you can't hit it, if you can't hit a target from oh, five yards. Oh, you're not somebody else. Imagine that. <laughs> if you can't hit a target from five yards, you should probably take that bow back to wherever you got it and just let it sit there. But anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, when you, back when, on, when, on an original setup, um, if, if you're shooting anything more than a, than a single pin sight on a new bow, um, leave leave your if you're gonna uh, my first pin's my 20 yard pin um drop all the rest of the pins to the bottom don't worry about them uh get that pin what i do is when i put a brand new sight on i just from years of doing it i'll hold my bow out and make sure that the pins lined up with the string um once your arrow center shot you know once you have a center shot figured out even especially if you leave an arrow in there hold the bow out in front of you so it's you know at arm's length look where your sight is get your sight pin as close to the center of that string as you can Shoot it like five yards, you know, five paces, just to make sure you're hitting the target. Uh, and then work yourself back from there. And honestly, in my opinion, um, if it's a brand new bow or a new string, don't try to dial your sight in in the first 20 minutes of shooting your bow. Shoot 150 shots through the bow. Let the string stretch out. I don't care if they say they're pre-stretched string. pre-stretched strings. They're going to stretch some more until they finally settle. I mean, I don't know how you guys recommend it at your bow shop, but get 100, 150 shots through it, and then you can start fine-tuning your pins and get them set. And then once your bow's set, then you're talking about paper tuning and all the other stuff that you were talking about. That's about all I have. 100 and 150 shots. Yeah. Robbie, how many shots have you shot <laughs> in the past three years of archery season? <laughs> Three years. You're gonna have to like just. I don't care. Last year, of the entire season. This year so far. I'll just go this year for this year. I'd be lucky to push 200. This year? Yeah. No, 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 no. The entire. Listen, listen. Not this year. The entirety of last season, from pulling my bow out and shooting, to hunting, to. See my bow never my my bow doesn't go away. A lot of times I'll walk by it for a few days, but it doesn't really ever go away. All all three the, the boys and the misses and the, my bow they're all laying out ready to go. Now, what I'm talking about is a new bow setup. When you get a new string or you put a, a brand new bow, I'm not talking about once your bow's sighted in. Oh yeah, and you pull it back out. Listen, unless you no, dropped t- your yeah. bow, bumped your bow. Unless your string's really worn out, you don't have that need yeah, to adjust yeah. your sight. I tell you this, but been, I'm getting new <coughs> strings and cables. I've been shooting. Hey, but listen, if you come out, if you come out every day and you shoot five shots in a target, mm-hmm. okay, you're not going to shoot five. You're going to yeah. be like, oh, I'm going to shoot more than five. Shoot ten shots a day, man. You're, you, you'll yeah. knock it out rather quickly. Oh, it's, no, there's, there's, it's easy for you to say right now. However, it's it's. Uh, I have a brand new bow. I have maybe eighty shots to it right now. I'm still no, no, no. Finished. I'm just saying, and to just get it out and start shooting, but. At any rate, you know, I'm an average human. I cannot. I'm, I'm like okay. Justin. I shoot I cannot get it out every now and every day and shoot Here, 10 two, shots, two, but uh, two, it's, two, it's tough. Two, to expound kind of along the lines of what we're talking about, um, you should get your bow out. You should shoot it. Heck, yeah. Prior to. It should, yeah. You should get your bow out. You should shoot it. There's value to, you know, I've been archery hunting since I was eight before I could even Lately, archery. I've been archery hunting for a long time, and the bow I have right now is almost 18 years old. I can, I, I guarantee you, I'll pull it out of the case year over year as long as it's tuned in properly, and you don't, like you said, you don't drop it, you don't jostle it around. When I pull it out of the case and I shoot it this year, it'll be spot on. No, it, it probably won't be spot on, 
but it, it will be close enough that it's not like I'm retooling every single thing. I'm not re. I, I'll I'll shoot paper every year, but every year I shoot paper and it's like I shouldn't. I don't really need to, but I do it just because you should. From a tuning standpoint. Oh yeah. I just uh, with the 150 shots, I will be lucky. Very, very lucky to do that in practice this year. After restraining, <coughs> don't be afraid to shoot your field, your your, uh, your broadheads either. I mean, even if they're mechanical, oh yeah, they're yeah. gonna change. Hunga dash mongo. Hunga dash They don't are, change. No, they they really really don't. It's uh, the new. It's what the I was new shooting before was pretty pretty close, and it was about inch and a half high and right. I mean, which is pretty pretty close for mechanicals, but they are gonna change. Mm-hmm. So. You should, if you shoot anything other than hungamongas, I wouldn't. I would. <laughs> I, wouldn't I would. I would go out and shoot. Gotta have the hungamonga. Yeah. Gotta have the hungamonga. Listen, I can take. I have. I can shoot muzzies. I can shoot hungamongas. I can shoot any of those other broadheads. But tell me if this is true. <laughs> Here we go. Here I can we put go. them on any arrow I have, and they will shoot just like any other any other tip. Oh yeah. As long as you're. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because the biggest that, thing that, is as long as your veins are lined up with your. I don't even talk to me <laughs> on broadheads. No, that doesn't matter at all. I, no, you just screw them on there, and they're going to no. shoot just as. It's all about center point and knock. It's all about your cent- your rest left and right, and your knocking point up and down. Don't I don't know. We'll ask. Hold on, ask the expert. No, I, expert. I, I I always mess with my broadheads in comparison to my veins. Always, that's me personally. I don't. I don't shoot broadheads. You know, you know, <laughs> mechanicals. It's still a broadhead. But yeah, I, but technical. no. Oh, I mean, as far as mechanicals, the, the, what, years ago when I was shooting fixed heads, I would do that. But mechanicals, I don't mess with. Yeah, I don't. I don't worry about lining up. If we're talking about like the old school muzzies, I, I did, but I, that was at an age where I was still being mentored and like that was like oh, yeah, yeah. aluminum arrows and the protocol and you know so. still, I still shoot aluminum just get out and shoot here's here's an interesting here, right? if, we, if we if we if you want to throw a stat out here's an interesting stat that we'll come up with maybe for the next podcast okay years hunting versus the number of arrows shot in season at a deer so if you take your your percentage like I've been hunting for 20, 20 plus years, and I probably have shot twenty six or twenty seven arrows during season. So that's an average of one one point some number shot per per season. So that's shooting buck and doe, taking a shot. We'll come up with those numbers in one of the upcoming podcasts. Somebody be fan, our fans or us. interesting stat to throw out there. Something to think about. Us. That'll be dope. the season ends. Since so. we're talking about <laughs> archery season and getting into <laughs> archery season, let's talk about ethical shots. Yes. Let's talk yes. about ethical shots, honestly. Let's talk about Pennsylvania Woods. What is, in your guys' opinion, what is the farthest distance in the woods that you think is ethical to take a shot? Uh, me, me personally, I, I the longest shot I've ever taken and harvested a deer was probably thirty-five yards, and that was a like I, I would say, depending upon where I was hunting and the setup, I, I would be comfortable shooting forty yards, 
but that would that would be like really that that would be the max unless you're for me unless you're trimming trails it's very tough to get a clean shot after 20 yards in pennsylvania woods unless you're trimming trails if you're Mm -hmm. trimming trails or if you have have some kind of opening i would say that 40 yards should be your maximum shot in the pa woods now that's not saying logging roads sitting on a logging road or, or a field or a trail or whatever you're sitting on is completely clear However, well, I mean, in the woods, in the actual woods, a lot of stuff can happen in that 40 yards with your arrow. One step could be not found deer. So, it, I mean, it really all comes down to your comfort level and the amount of yes. practice that you put in. Because when I shoot, like when I practice shoot, I shoot up to 70 yards just, just, to, just to do it. I'm not going to take a 70-yard shot. I mean, I've had the, the chance to take field shots at 100 yards down to – probably 40 yards and it's still I, the, the 40 yard range i think is uh it, from a accuracy standpoint is probably a standard 40 and below well whenever i went out to idaho last year they asked me to practice at 60 religiously make sure you can hit a target at 60 oh yeah um that was a different animal for me to practice shoot at 60 I could hit an elk, no problem. For me to shoot in an elk out in Idaho, that thing would have to be pretty much wide open uh, for his vitals. Uh, hopefully it didn't take a step whenever I shot. Uh, but there's a lot of play in what can happen in that arrow at 60 yards. I ultimately did not feel comfortable going out there and shooting in an elk at 60 yards. Um, however, I could hit a target at 60 yards, no problem. So um, say, and just in Pennsylvania woods, and that's wide open country out there usually when you find an elk, or it's, <clears> or it's more open, to come in PA woods and shoot at over 40-yard shot, <coughs> you are risking a lot uh, of well, things we'll that, say, that we'll, can happen. To close it out, that that is a good question because the answer can vary, and we'll go back to the gentleman that asked the question, PA Route Mike, and let him give his opinion on what that is, and then we're going to close it out because we're coming up to the end overtime we're working overtime that it's all comes down to personal it, I, I agree with rob a lot it's about what you practice at what you're comfortable with but it also you got to take into play if you're hunting say you're sitting in a beach flat uh if you're hunting a, you know a small little saddle where the beach it kind of opens up into some big woods where there's not a lot of undergrowth depending on what you are in your tree stand um depending on what time of the season it is the later you get you start losing leaves 40 yards is, is, is pushing it, in my opinion. Like, 40 yards is probably the cutoff. I mean, for an, I'm talking about an ethical kill shot. And it depends on I your agree. equipment, too. I mean, Rob's shooting an 18-year-old bow. <laughs> 40, he's, he's making 70-yard shots. I mean, I guarantee you, his bow's probably <laughs> no, <just> shooting, <laughs> and Justin can back me up on this, his bow's probably shooting 270 That's to, I'm to, yeah. to mid-280s feet high, per second. High twos. It's probably realistic, too. You know, not knowing your draw length or anything, but just taking a guess. You know, newer bows are shooting, you know, low to mid 300s. You know, 317, 320, you know, IBO, you're talking, oh, my bow shoots 350. Your bow's not shooting 350 feet per second. Um, If if you think that, then please quit hunting. Um, But anyway, (laughs) um, honestly, my comfort range in the woods is about 30 yards. Shoot my shoot my compound, the places where I hunt. 
and that you know it's it's all about how high my stands are it's about the coverage that i'm shooting and it also goes on time of the year i'm a guy that i like a lot of covering and little shooting lanes i don't yep. like to be wide open so my I, I kind of back mine down and you know what another big thing is um know your yardage man practice shooting at different yardages and different angles because yep. you know when yep. that deer yep. comes yep. in you get all excited you know everybody wants to run out and buy a rangefinder. The, the you know what every stand that i have I walk off different trees when I'm hanging my stands. So in my mind, I can kind of know what my yardage is because you don't always get that opportunity to pull that rangefinder up, man. When the moment comes, dude, the adrenaline starts kicking, dude, you're, it, it's go time, you know. It's just what happens. Well, I hunt a lot of woods. Um, it's all I hunt in rifle. I don't hunt fields. I don't hunt uh, logging roads, rifle, archery. It's all woods. Um I've never made a shot in archery over 30 yards, and I've never made a shot in rifle season over 120 yards. And that's with a rifle. And I've uh, harvested a lot of deer. <laughs> yeah, with that call. Uh, harvested a lot of deer and, uh, and uh, made it happen. So uh, long distance archery or a rifle in the PA woods is clogged up. Clogged up. Everything's clogged up. It's right. too thick. we got to cut it off. we got to cut it off. Uh, before we cut it off, let's thank uh, Hunga Munga, Future Broadheads, Hunga-Munga.com. We can close out tonight. Future Broadheads, Future Broadheads. Um, scared Fishless, uh, and a special thanks to G.I. Justin uh, for being our resident archery expert, first ever. First, first ever. First ever. Thanks, brother. Hey, guys. I appreciate it. Right. Hey, real quick. I lost a buddy this week, uh, Matthew Haynes. He's a PA boy from York. He, hunter, outdoorsman. He took a round in the throat in 2012, paralyzed from the chest down, been fighting. Uh, so if you pray, hope, whatever, yeah. send him out to his family. So We'll put we'll put one down in his memory this year. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Episode 12, episode 13 coming up. Uh, yeah. So. Beerreport.com. Hunga-dash-bunga.com. Yeah, Scared officials. Thanks everyone for listening in. See you next week.